0: A person of interest.
1: All right, folks, Coach Michael Burt here. I'm here at the Lodge in Christiana, Tennessee, and I'm excited about having my brother and good friend Chuck McDowell with us. Chuck has actually been here at the Lodge for the hunting club, and he's going to be one of the speakers at the Monster Nation Conference on September 9th in Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, Chuck, I've thought a lot about your story because I really believe you got a very powerful story that people need to hear. I think it's going to inspire them. I think it's going to show them possibilities. It's going to show them how to create something because that's really what you did was create an industry. I mean, when you came in, so so so, will people understand. Tell them what business you're in, so people out there watching this really understand what you do. Well, I started a company back
0: in 1989 <clears throat> called Wesley Financial Group, and named Wesley Financial Group after the founder of the Methodist Church, John Wesley. We were an insurance marketing company and ran that to around 1996. Um, Let's see here, what is today? With COVID, I forgot what year it is, uh, 2022, somewhere around 2008 or nine, uh, reformed Wesley Financial. And because I had just left the timeshare industry and I spent about seven or eight months selling timeshare, realized what timeshare was and what it was doing to destroy people's lives. Called people back that I had sold timeshare to, and so said, This is what I said to you that was a lie, which was hard to do. And this is what you need to know to get out of your timeshare. I had uh, someone offer to pay me money. Then I had someone else offer to, uh, uh they sent me a referral, and that referral offered to pay me $25,000. And when he offered to pay me $25,000, I went, Uh oh, this could be a business. I never started a business by accident. Um, this was the, uh, yeah, this is one of those, I think somebody else had their hands in this business besides me. And that's probably the reason I keep grinding through it because I'm fighting multi-billion dollar companies, but yeah. Wesley Financial Group helps cancel timeshare for people that have been lied to. Not if you've gotten sick or lost your job, we don't do that. But if you've been lied to and you stuck with a timeshare, Wesley Financial Group, Assist you, helps you in and getting you out of that out of that contract.
1: Now, when you started this business, because you've developed some 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 real business savvy over the last 15-20 years. I mean, you understand marketing at a high level, you understand storytelling, you understand sales. Did you did you start that business and have that know how, or is that are these things you've learned just from knockdowns and <laughs> and figured it out, or because because you got a lot of business knowledge? Uh, where did that come from?
0: Uh, Real easy was uh, failing. Um, uh, it came from um, my childhood. Every time I even say childhood, I pause a little bit because it uh, it was hard. Uh, I had a hard childhood. And then my grandparents took me and my sister uh, a month before my 13th birthday. So i actually look back at my life and I was lucky because I got to live two lives. I got to live a, basically I was a hood kid is what I call myself. I feel like I was in a hood, uh, yep. bouncing from house to house, trailer part to trailer park, sleeping in your car. I mean, I did all that. Um, uh, and then I got to live with my grandparents and. My grandfather and his brother and, and, and their father had the largest construction company in the Southeast. And, uh, so I got to watch that and I got to watch what success was like. And I got to watch what not being successful was like. So being around my grandfather and him being an entrepreneur made me want to be an entrepreneur. So I started my first company at 22 years old. It was, I made 246 grand in 1982, which was a lot of money back then. And um, the, five years later, I lost that business. Had a man steal a bunch of money from me and lost a business, start another business, do well. I Canada rented a habit of, I enjoy starting a company. Running one is not something that interests me. That's why I really like working with people that are starting a business. I love helping them. So just getting a company up and off the ground, getting that plane to 35,000 feet then I want to go get on another plane and get it to 35,000. But to answer your question, really learning business, savage, you call it, has come from failing. Uh, I had a call a couple of days ago with my mentor, Jay Abraham. And he said, he's got a book, uh, the CEO that sees around the corner. And he said, you probably see around the corner better than anybody. Yep. And that he's ever worked with. And it's because of failing. And as I say, a lot of times when I speak, you don't have to be right. One time in life. And and nobody and anyway, when it's funny, everybody sees the success, they don't see all the failures and the the nights on your knees praying or trying to figure out how you're gonna keep your lights on so your kids don't think you're a failure. And that's what being an entrepreneur is. And um I, I've said many times recently, I think that in some time in my life they're gonna call entrepreneurship some type of mental disorder. <laughs> And because you have to fail and you have to go into it. Everybody that starts a business starts a business thinking there's no way this is going to fail. And you and I both know there's about a 95% chance it's going to fail. And even though we know it's a 95% chance, this is not going to fail, but it (laughs) fails. So if you don't learn from that and use that in your next endeavor, then you're just not wise. So I've tried to use all my failures to keep moving forward, and I keep starting other businesses. And as my wife says, please stop start starting companies. But I can't help it. Uh, I enjoy starting companies, and I enjoy watching people's lives change for the better because of a because of a business that I started.
1: Now, when you think about, um, you have a coach right now, Jay Abraham's been coaching you for yes. for for a while, right? He's a strategist and business coach, and I believe there's a lot of value in being in the room. You know, I can watch your videos. I can watch you. People can watch my videos, but, but I remember I said this to Brad Lee back in the early days when I was a coach, I go to coaching clinics and I could watch Patino coach on television, but, but man, it was, it was powerful for me just to be in a room, to watch him walk into the room, okay. to watch how he interacted with people. So when did you get turned on to coaching? And because I'm trying to make the argument here that all the people out there that watch me or you or Brad or Rob Luna, whoever, you know, of why they need to make the effort to come to Nashville, to be in a room, to get turned on to this. When did you get turned on to this coaching? You know, uh, I coached basketball for 23 years. I don't know if I ever
0: told you that. Um, Coached middle school boys for 23 years. Um, uh, I, I, I believe I was coaching my own teammates a little bit when I was in high school, playing football, um, I'd have little sayings ready in the in the huddle to say to my team, if we ever got in a bad spot, I'd already thought through it all week. That's the way my brain would think. So we get in a bad spot in this sport. Then we want to run a goal line. I'm going to tell my team this, um, and, but you know, if you're an entrepreneur and you build a team, whether it's uh, you coach the state championship team, um, somebody else may coach a team that cleans carpet. They coach a team that is in the roofing business. I mean, if you're an entrepreneur, well, you either make money with money or you make money with people. And if you're making money with people, then you are a coach. You might not call yourself a coach, right? You call yourself a coach and you are a coach. Um, But everybody needs a coach. Um, um, Everybody needs you either need a coach and or a therapist and or a mentor and or a wife and or a husband or best friend, or you got to be a member of a group of people that you can talk to about business, but to, to, to not come to events like this is silly. Uh, It's like, I met some people the other day at at your lodge and, and there were people from all across the, all different types of people from all across the world. And I loved it because the simple thing that everybody had in common was they were all, they all said the same thing to me. I'm just trying to get better. Yeah. And if you're trying to get better and you come to event, so you know I looked at a list of people that are going to be speaking, but if you just get one thing, I, when I speak, I always say, if I just give you one thing, or if you come to this two day event and you get one thing that will change your life just one. You don't need 10. Right. You just need one thing. If you get one thing, it's going to change your life. What was that worth? So when I hired Jay Abraham, I paid him $250,000 up front day one. Yeah. I was at a grant Cardona event raced up there. I was going to get in line and wait for him for three hours. of what I told my son, if I have to wait for three hours, I was the only one in line. <laughs> I was the only one with a check for 250 grand. And, uh, and I still pay him today and I've been, in, um, I'm in business with him. We're friends. Um, uh, he has helped me greatly and same thing with you. I mean, you've helped thousands and thousands of people. Um, so Jay's my mentor, my business coach, uh, and everybody needs one. And everybody has to go to events like this, you know, coach, I remember back when I was young. I'd go to Zig Ziglar, Tom Hopkins, and and I always went to those events because number one, I wanted to learn something and Zig Ziglar's my, I mean, besides my grandfather, I think Zig Ziglar is probably my hero. Um, it's hard for me to speak and not bring up Zig Ziglar's name. It's hard to not even get emotional thinking about Zig. Uh, he had that type of an impact on me, but to be able to come to an event like this and hear these, the lineup that you have put together the stories that the people are going to hear and they're all going to get at least one thing that will change their life. And that's worth a whole lot more than you're charging. That's
1: right. No, I think it's, I think it's probably one of the most economical conferences out there for the level of talent and what we're going to be doing. I mean, it's, it's priced at a great, great price for people to come and invest in themselves. How do you see money? What's your philosophy on money? Because you, you, You know, I heard you here at the hunting club. We talk about how much money you invest in advertising, how much money you spend. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, I think this is a big hurdle for a lot of people that start to make some money is they don't know how to use the money to make more money. And then they get scared of losing all their money. And then, right. That's, I mean, you know, so what's your philosophy if you were coaching a person on money and how do you see it?
0: Money's dangerous. Mm. Money is, uh, stressful. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been many times in my life. I said, I wish I was, I was happier when I was broke because I didn't have all the people calling me begging and will you give to this? Will you give to this? Will you give to that? But I'll just say this coach that, um, my biggest fear when it comes to money is not being able to help people. Uh, we have, me and my wife have two inner city churches that we. Like right now during the summer, when these kids are not in school, they don't eat. Yep. Uh, I have a church in downtown, uh, right off Jefferson street Nashville, that we fund. We feed kids, 100 and 150 kids every day. We sent them to the zoo this week where they're all, I'm busting them all to the zoo. Last week we put them all, uh, rented buses and took them to the, uh, the science center. Uh, we do something with them like that every week. Uh, so. Money to me is I want to be able to enjoy life and have some nice things, nice cars, nice vacations, maybe a nice watch or two or three. Uh, and then I want to give, I want to give, man. Um, I say this all the time. You can't outgive give God. Uh, I double dog dare you to try because you can't do it. So money to me is it's a way of keeping score. Uh, but you know, that even sounded bad when I said it, it's about, Enjoying life because we only get one of them. Yep. And
1: helping people. Yep. And my biggest fear is not have the money to help people. What's your philosophy on advertising and becoming known in the world and spending money on or investing money in becoming known? Do you believe that the more known you are, the more opportunity you get? Do you believe that it's just Everyone, staying? What does it say on there? Yep. Cash, brand, health. that what it says. That's what it says. That's
0: what uh uh Jay told me to brought down. They said that's the only thing you need to ever worry about. You gotta take care of your cash, your health. Your health comes first. Yep. Cash comes second. Your brand is third. Okay. So if you watched uh Bill Lee, who's our governor of Tennessee, about two or three years before he ran for governor, he started at every one of his league company commercials he was in it. So everybody would know who he was when he ran for governor. Yeah. Um, um I'm in my every one of my commercials, uh, except Facebook, and some of the Facebook stuff I just don't have time to do anymore. But I built a brand, so when I move from this company to some, to another company, everybody knows who I am. I mean, I I was just in Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, a man walked up to me, said, "I know your voice. You're that guy on the radio." And I took some nice picture down on 38 of the day. And the guy said, "This is Chuck McDowell to his wife." And I looked at him. I said, "How do you know who I am?" And then he goes, "Are you serious?" But by building a brand, I can now go, I can speak and somebody knows who I am, Uh, write a book. Somebody knows who I am. Uh, We've got a documentary coming out. Everybody knows who I am. Um, So I'm not saying everybody knows who I am, but building a brand and being known um, and branding yourself is extremely important. Uh, I learned that watching my grandfather. Uh, Buddy, you've done a great job at it. Um, So you completely get it. And uh, as I say, you just
1: get bolder. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Gotta get bold. Now, what do you think? What's a person going to take away comes to this conference? And if you said there's a couple things they're probably going to walk away after they hear me speak, what would you say they're going to walk away with? It is it a feeling? Is it a confidence? Is it a is it a hope? Is it an inspiration? Is it a what do you think? Is it that because you know I think when you speak. You know, I think I walk away bolder. I, th- I think a lot about being bolder when, when I hear you speak or when you and I have conversations with each other. It's, it's just one tangible thing. I walk away and go, man, I need to be bolder than what I am. What do you think they're going to take away?
0: <clears throat> I think that what most people say that they take away when they hear me is um, they learn one or two little techniques that I use mm-hmm. to get through life and to make life easier on me mm-hmm. uh, and people around me. So we all need to understand that at some point at some spot in our being, we're all a little broken, all of us, uh, I'm going to say 70, 75% of every human on earth has a mom and daddy issue. Yep. Um, so I have techniques that I use to help me get through hard times okay. and, and you're going to hear my hard times and my good times. But when he boil it all down is if you learn one thing that's gonna help you through hard times so you can enjoy more good times, it makes it worthwhile. Uh but you know what you'll hear me or you or Brad or Cody, anybody say is is, is one thing. But to me, you go to these events to find one thing that's gonna change my life. I'm looking for one thing. And I'm also looking for one person. There's one person that's going to be at that event that if you walk up to everybody there and say, here's my business card, what do you do? Yep. You're going to find one person that's going to change your life. You're going to meet somebody. Oh, I just started a new mortgage company. I'm going to find some banker that does jumbo loans and he's trying, he's got billions of dollars. They're trying to place a bunch of money and I need some jumbo loan money right now. And I'm going to find that person. Or yep. I'm going to find somebody like, I'll use this one real quick. I use the word fantastic a lot that I got from Zig Ziglar. And it's when something really, really bad happens in your life. It's actually fantastic. It's just God keeping you from going here when you really should go over there. But in your life where you're sitting right now, you think you need to be going in one direction and you really don't. You need to be going another direction. Um, Learning how to to use the word fantastic. Mm -hmm. And you heard me talk about this all the time, but learning to, touch the line every day all day long and i won't get deeply into that but i will when i speak but uh, learning how to touch the line and um uh and getting through hard times
1: because we're all going to have them Mm, It's good and i'm excited about having you at this conference you're going to be speaking on september 9th in nashville at the bell tower we're going to have full house. We're already moving tickets, selling tickets. And if you're out there and you had not got your tickets, you get a ticket to that day. You can get a ticket to both days. One day at the lodge, we've got private concerts that we're going to be having. we got great uh, presenters and speakers. And I really believe you're going to take away something just by being in the presence of a lot of these people like Chuck McDowell who are doing big things, big things, building big companies and, and working with lots of people and solving big problems in the world. So, Chuck, my friend, my brother, I appreciate you. Thank you for thank you for coming on here today to help us promote this conference. We want to make this thing a, a big time hit for everybody.
0: Appreciate you, my friend. Kate White, man. It's gonna be fun. All right,
1: brother. Thank you, buddy. I'll All right, man. See you now. Before I get started, there is one very important question I have to ask you. Coach Michael Burke, Monster Producer Academy CEO. He's a personal friend of mine. What good is it to have knowledge with no desire? What good is it to have desire with no skill? What good is it to have knowledge and skill with no confidence? A big part of activating your prey drive is finding and refining your talent. This is something that helps you get to the next place. People are made up of four parts, a body, a mind, a heart, and a spirit. You need to know you, and then you need to have an awareness, and sometimes you don't even know what you need. So all four parts of our nature have to be clicking. Your hard skill solves my problem. The bigger the problem, the more money people are paid to solve it. Everything is valuable to your future. What I'm really paying you for is your past. A monster producer combines multiple skills to dominate a market. When you get to wake up every day and do what you love doing, man, it is hard not to be motivated. They think at a higher ordinance than everybody else. They want to create new things. I have a conviction about me, and that's the conviction that you feel when I talk, when I speak. It comes across as passion you got to learn how to connect to another person at such a deep level that it moves them. You have goals, you have targets, but you don't have a sense of urgency. They're going to exchange money, energy. They're going to raise capital. They're going to start new businesses. There's going to be joint ventures. I think your purpose finds you. It is activated. The word activate means to initiate. Discipline, which is a derivative of the word disciple, which means to give yourself to a person or cause you believe in. Do you believe in your future? Yes or no? When we know better, we do better. Finding the problem that you are uniquely qualified to solve, and you don't know what problem you really solve for whom, then there is no big financial exchange right there. You should leave here thinking bigger today than when you came. And I want to shake your hand and look you in the eyeball when you make this decision. Thank you. We'll see you in the back. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. thank you. Thank you.